You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Beck UL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now to preview the U.S. Open is Pam Maldonado from Yahoo Sports. Okay, Pam, this is the U.S. Open bet that the nation is talking about. We need to go ahead and jump right on into the most important thing pertaining to U.S. Open betting, and that is, will Sahith Figala make the cut? Because our (laughs) fearless leader... Paul Aspen will have to wear clown makeup if he fails to make the what? cut. Should he go yeah. ahead what? and pre-order <laughs> his clown makeup now? I think Thigala can make the cut. I don't think that he's going to contend in the top 30, top even top 40 market. His off-the-tee stats are atrocious. He's losing. He's yep. not even just like losing strokes with his driver. He's like hemorrhaging, losing four strokes, five strokes. That's a lot. And this is a course where you kind of have to know what you're doing off the tee. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself in some trouble. And I'm not talking about like water and hazards, but these are very – they may be wide fairways. Don't get it twisted because it is very undulated fairways. So you may hit it to your spot, and that ball is just going to roll. And for a player like the Gala, who already can't hit off the tee – he may have a lot of trouble this week, so I don't hate it to miss the cut, absolutely. Um, but he's done really well with at least making the cut every tournament that he plays. I'll take it. Order the make. It sounds like a. It sounds <laughs> like a make the cut. No, it didn't. It sounds like a make the it cut. Not at all. No, it. Uh, hemorrhaging is never a good description. <laughs> hemorrhaging okay. is never a good description. You're right. You're right. <laughs> oh man. All right. As as far as this course, what we know, I mean, the North Course, we haven't seen it at a major championship before, and it's hard to find some some players with course history if you're into that. But you know, the whole live angle, it's also hard to see how guys' form is as well. It's been a challenging season as far as uh, as betting golf um, from that aspect. What matters here? Uh, the stats that you're really honing in on, maybe two to three of them where you think you can get a gauge on uh, what's needed to win this week? There's two things that I did for this course, since we don't have any course history, we don't have data to go off of. So I looked at the aerial Mm -hmm. views that you can find all over YouTube, hole by hole views of what it looks like, what the layout is. Is it going from left to right, right to left, without a dog legs? And yes, what you can gather is that, as mentioned, it is very wide fairways, but it is very sloped. So it's going up and down. You're going to be, you're never going to have like a straight lie. You're always going to be uneven. So it's going to be above your feet, below your feet. So I, you need to have somebody who's good off the tee, but you also need to have an iron player because these are very small greens. Um, but basically 
you're kind of looking for the all-around player because we don't know. <laughs> and so when you have a course with no course history, you just have to kind of look for the guy that can do a little bit of everything. Can they hit out of the bunker? Can they hit mm. into a really good iron play? Can they do well on bent grass surfaces? So for that, I'm just sticking to the all-around, can-do-it-all Swiss Army knife of a guy. All right. What about Cam Smith? I think he's in the conversation as one of the best putters. He has great iron play. How do you think he does at the U.S. Open? We don't have any really anything to go off of when it comes to the live guys because we've talked about it every time. We don't know mm -hmm. what doing well on the live tour means since they only play three tournaments and in a group of 50. So it's very difficult to uh, analyze that aspect. So all we do have is what they've played here on the PGA, which is the Masters and the PGA Championship. And you kind of have a mm -hmm. mixed bag from Smith because he lost strokes with his off the tee, which is typically what he does because he doesn't have the distance. But he did really poorly with his ball striking from tee to green. He had a tee 34 at the Masters. But then he cleaned yeah. up and then he finished tee 9 at the PGA. So for me it's inconsistent, which means mm -hmm. I don't know what to do, which means don't play it. <laughs> There's, oh, you have a hundred guys, you have 130 other guys to look at. Why are you going to play the guessing game with one? So yes, the, this is a course that we are not familiar with. However, I do wonder if say experience at specifically the U S open matters in this situation. I'm looking at guys like, Xander Shoffley, yeah, Brooks Kepka, a live guy, but Hideki Matsuyama as well. These are guys who performed well specifically at this major. Any of those guys mm -hmm. stand out to you? Well, I took a bit of a different approach. You're talking about looking at just U.S. Open history. I went ahead and took the approach of looking at George Thomas Designs, which has a lot of uh, – that's a Riviera country club. But if you also mm -hmm. look at the aerial views, it does kind of look like Augusta <laughs> in a lot of parts. I was like, that really does look like the Masters. So I use those two as my comp courses, and I really didn't even look at U.S. Open history. Instead, what I would be looking at, if you do want to go that route of majors, then look at how players perform on a major scale level overall, whether it's the PGA Championship, the Open Championship. Just look at it uh, from a complete view because those are, one, the strongest fields that you're going to find on the PGA that tells you, can they handle the pressure of four days? Are they even making a full four days or are they missing the cut? Um, and then going on from there, the ones that you mentioned again, um, Xander, he was on my long list of players, um, but I didn't get to the window with him simply because mm -hmm. he is a player. He, he, yes, you can talk about Xander and look at him and say he is consistent. Every week he is putting up similar numbers. He's kind of has, uh, he can, he's well off the tee. He's, ba he's balanced is what I'm going to go ahead and call it. But I don't like his performances as of late. He has a T18 at the PGA Championship, a T24 at the Memorial, and he's fine. But I need somebody who's better than fine. <laughs> and there's yeah. a lot, I think there's a lot of players that are coming into this that are really good, that are coming into this with like solid top, consistent solid top tens. But Xander, if you're losing strokes also around the green, these are really small greens. I'm going to need you to be better in that category. And that's just not, that's his one fault as of right now. All right, Pam. So you've got your comp courses, you're looking at the best all around players for this weekend. Xander made your long list, not your short list, okay? Which players are on your short list? 
man, you have to, you have to, and you don't want to, but you have to look at Brooks Kepka just because I'm talking about mm-hmm. consistency, inconsistency with Cam Smith, where he's terrible in one tournament and crushes the next one. Kepka has proven in back-to-back tournaments with the T2 at the Masters, won the PGA Championship, that he is for real. He is the best mm-hmm. ball striker between those two tournaments, gaining nine strokes and 10 strokes between his ball striking. But it's not even just his ball striking. He's so good with his short game. Like you put him into pressure situations of I need to make this birdie in order to stay within the top three, or I need to make this to go for T first, or I need to make this in a playoff. He is so clutch at putting. He knows exactly when to be aggressive with his iron shots. He knows when to hold back and play more positional golf rather than going for the going for the stick. He's just really smart. It's a different type of maturity that you see from him out on the course. And you're you're one of the best putters on tour, if not, if not the best right now. You absolutely have to consider Brooks Kepka. And I know that his number is on the shorter end at twelve to one, but it's still a heck of a lot better than Scotty Scheffler's six and a half to one. <laughs> so you have to you have to automatically just go straight to Brooks Kepka. Um, he's confident, mm-hmm. and that's what you want from a player who's going into a major. And I loved his turn. He had a press conference where they talked about what is it that you're looking for. I'm looking for wins. He doesn't he's so focused and that's because he like partied hard in the last couple of weeks after (laughs) winning the PGA championship and he was full on focus for this week. You have to love that. So he's one he's one of the guys on my short list. I love that. What about some of the matchups? I know you've got some matchups that you like as well. So we were talking about Sahith Thagala, and he's actually a player that I'm fading in the head-to-head market because Ooh. he is off the tee, <laughs> is atrocious. And I know that it's against you, and I you know, didn't mean it. But Russell Henley, if I'm talking about consistency and a good ball striker, at least Russell Henley is a lot better in that category. He is a solid with his iron play. He's a little bit wonky when it comes to the driver, but at least he's not hemorrhaging like like Thagala is. <laughs> but he's also really good around the green, and he has more putting ability than Thagala does. So it's a small 115 price. He has back-to-back top 16 finishes. He has six. He's made six top 20 finishes in his last seven tournaments only missing the cut at the PGA championship on the number. Um, so he was pre- really fine. It's just, he had a bad putting day, but then he rebounded in back-to-back tournaments. So I think the gala at a short minus 120, 130 price makes a heck of a lot of sense as a more consistent player against somebody like the gala, who's all over the place. You don't know if he's going to be good with his irons, if he's going to fall off with his putter because every week it's something different with him. Um, the other, the other matchup that I really, really love is, and I hate to do it as a fan. I hate to do it <laughs> is John Rom getting plus 120 underdog to Scotty Shuffler. I mm-hmm. Shuffler. This is more of a fade on Shuffler rather than it is a bet on Rom. But Shuffler, he is the best ball striker on tour right now. We're talking about every number that he is producing between his drivers and his irons. It is very comparable to Tiger Woods. And I even want to say that it is better his problem, he cannot putt. And you watch it. You're, he's not only failing the eye test, you watch him and he gets nervous. He clams up. It's a three-foot putt and you're like, oh my God, please. <laughs> like You don't know what's going to happen. He misses it and now he's all of a sudden five putting. He's just so bad at his putter right now. He's a player that can gain 16 strokes with his ball striking, lose 10 with the flat stick. And until he figures it out, which he doesn't seem like it's going to happen anytime soon because here we are the week of the major and he's changing his putter. 
that just tells you that it's beyond a skills problem at this point. It's also confidence. And once you lose that confidence, it doesn't matter how good your ball striking is. These greens are hella fast. It's like putting on marble. So you're going to already put a, a player struggling with the putter on an even more difficult putting surface. I just like Rom as an underdog. It's almost a for uh for the price type of play at plus 120 mm-hmm. because Rom has been struggling with his putter as well, but he's not nearly doing as poorly as Scotty is. Given though how well Scheffler has finished uh events of significance uh in recent history, top 10 finish on BetMGM for Scheffler is minus 145. Again, you're paying a bit of a price. <laughs> But if it is as much of a guarantee, given how well he's done at tournaments, despite the the lack of putting performance, I wonder if minus 145 still offers some value. No, (laughs) not at this tournament. If we had a, I say it's not value at minus 145 because we still do not have any data to go off of. We don't know if off the tee is going to matter. And when I say that, is it accuracy or is it distance? We don't know if there's going to be a lot more trouble around the green, of which, if it is, he's been stellar. But if this becomes like a putting fest because it actually turns out to be not as difficult of a course as we view it to be, well, then that's going to be his biggest problem area. So instead, if you really do want to play Shuffler, on the live line, even for a top 10 finish, you can still get better than the minus 145. You'd have to go to the live betting options in order to find that. Of course, you're not going to be able to find that pre- But after the first round, if he's struggling, yeah, there's a huge opportunity that he can rebound, still put together four complete rounds with his ball striking, but still struggle with the putter. But yeah, you can definitely find on the live line a better number than minus 145 um, or even take him as a first round leader. If you have confidence that maybe changing putters is a good thing for him, then getting him at 20 to one to finish first round leader is also a much better wager than the six and a half to one for him to do well in all four days. What do you think about Victor Hovland? I see uh, some 25 to 1 out there. He's been killing it in, in all of the majors. How do you think this course sets up for Hovland? My worry is that he's 25 years old, coming off of a win at the Memorial. Is he capable mm-hmm. of having the mental capacity to go into a major and go back to back? I feel this is more of a letdown spot. And what does that even mean in PGA? You play golf and you do well every week. And yes, he Mm -hmm. is solid with his ball striking overall, great off the tee. Um, And he's been putting phenomenally. He gained six strokes at the Memorial. That is a bit concerning to me because we know that Hovland is kind of part of team no putt. (laughs) And yet he's had a good season, but also gaining six strokes at the Memorial to win was his best that he has had, not only in 2023, but in over a year. So you're asking him to kind of replicate something that we know is highly unlikely to be replicated. I don't like him for this tournament as a win. I wouldn't blame you if you wanted to back him in the top 20, top 10 market, but I just need to see how he rebounds as a younger player on tour coming off of a win, going straight into a major. I saw on your Instagram, you're on Ricky Fowler. How are you going to play Ricky Fowler this weekend? The same way I play Ricky Fowler every week. And that is <laughs> now what he has been a cash cow in the top 20 market. Consistently, he is just knocking in these results. He has 11 top 20 finishes in 13 tournaments this year. That is insane considering that he had 
as many cuts last year in the same time frame last year. But now you're getting even better odds for him to finish in the top 30 at even money. And I don't mm. understand for that discrepancy. Maybe it's because this is a much tougher field. But even looking in a field as tough as this, he is top 15 in strokes gained from Tita Green and strokes gained total. He is one of the best short game players, which could largely come into play in this tournament. And what he's improved on is his off the tee game, which is the area that he's been that he was struggling with. But he's had solid off the tee performances in two of his last three tournaments. And kind of like caveat for him is he puts really well on bent and grass surfaces. And kind of similar to Scotty, that hasn't really come to fruition as of late. So if he can put that together with his improved ball striking ability, and we know that he's a much better play, a putter than what he's been shown, not only is a top 30 definitely in play, but a top 20. And he's also been really good <laughs> in finishing like top 10 finishes. I love Ricky Fowler every week. I have become a fan um, just because I'm. you're seeing the growth. You're seeing his growth as a as a player from where he was last year to stay composed and just like hold it all together to be like, okay, it's going to take some time. I'm going to put in the work. And now the work is starting to pay off. Pam Maldonado from Yahoo Sports, big fan of the color orange in more ways than one. Pam, thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we will actually give our U.S. Open bets as a group right here on the BetQL Network.